It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Welcome back to Alexandra Friends 660, The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, Texas. And our co-host today is here. Uh, v is welcome back, and Courtney. And we also have an amazing guest by the name of Grace Spees, who is executive director of the Farmers Branch Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Grace. Thank you so much for putting up with us. Welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to it, ladies. Well, tell us a little bit about you and and a little bit about uh, how you started in the in the with the chamber and I, accolades by the dozen. <laughs> I can tell you accolades from any of the companies that I talked to. I did a little research on you and accolades, accolades. You she are googled amazing. you. I Google everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to know about everybody. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about how it, I think that you had mentioned you were from Florida, the Tampa Bay area. Talk to us about your journey, how you left Florida and came to Texas. Awesome. Yeah. So I was a couple years out of college and I just figured I've always been the adventurous one of the family who travels and steps out, takes risks. And, you know, I didn't really have much to my name. I lived in dorms through through college. So I had my degree and my car, my dog and I just loaded up and came out here and figured I'd try my hand in Dallas and figured if I didn't work out, I could go back. But obviously, I'm still here. How long ago was that? That was uh, August of 2015. So coming up on six years. Wow. So, Grace, and for someone who has listened to us and is new in the United States or is new in the entrepreneur life, what is a Chamber of Commerce? So chambers of commerce, they'll function a little bit differently and have their own scopes and projects and programs. Uh, but we specifically help facilitate business activities within the area. And what's great is in in most chambers are kind of a central hub for community. We work with the school district and the college, you know, to help equip students who will be our future workforce, we work with small businesses, medium, large the government, as we all know, government impacts marketplace and marketplace impacts government. So we, you know, try to work with residents, students, churches, even because uh, they all understand that having, you know, an integrated community uh, will really help prosper and go further. So that's kind of the the short. We kind of connect the people, the opportunities, the resources. Uh, so just a central hub as a place to do business. Now, you don't have anything to do with the Metrocrest Chamber, right? This is strictly Farmer's Branch Chamber. Yes, this is an anomaly. It's apparently not common, but we do have two chambers that overlap the Farmer's Branch area. So tell us a little bit about Farmer's Branch and all the wonderful, exciting things happening there. So Farmer's Branch is like a hidden gem in the Metroplex. I I, I absolutely fell in love with Farmer's Branch when I uh, was working there with the hotel. We were members of the chamber, and really it's this small town in this big city, And it was someplace that I felt professionally was like family from the moment that I started participating as a member of the chamber. And so, yeah, Farmer's Branch is is a hub where got a great location, which is great for logistics, manufacturing companies, uh, just very strategically positioned 20 minutes from everything. We have over 4000 businesses, 250 corporate headquarters. Um, We've got two new restaurant parks that are opening up. So. There's a lot of development, a lot of redesign and reinvention of of the area. Just 12 square miles, but we definitely have pack a punch in in our community. And you're very involved with the community. Well, how do you work? How do you work with the small companies? That's what I want to hear a little bit because that's who really needs the the small business people. How do you how do you approach them? And how do you work with them? 
So, you know, how do you help them, basically? Yeah, there's not a one size fits all approach. Uh, You know, everybody kind of comes to a chamber for different needs. Some obviously want to grow their business market share. Some are looking at profitability. Some may need help reducing expenses in order to increase profitability. So we kind of function as consultants. We've launched several new programs. We have educational programs for small businesses because often you find, you know, there's a difference between an artist and entrepreneur. A chef could be a really great chef and have a brilliant, you know, gift to give the community, but they may not be skilled in finding credit card processors and HR and IT and marketing. And so we can come alongside and help, you know, give them some coaching, some guidance, again, the resources that might help round out their business acumen and again, continue to be a great chef, but also still run a great business. Uh, we have uh, launched a program this year for our Hispanic-owned businesses that's called Los Jefes, which means very, the bosses. I love that. I love that. <laughs> the, the Hispanic community is very, very strong in, in Farmer's Branch. I Absolutely. Mean, it's, it's one of the largest that, that I know of. So, so, yeah, we we put a heavy emphasis on small family-owned businesses. We also are you know building out our legislative advocacy programs. Again, as we know, that government uh, had a huge impact on the small family businesses last year. So we want to be the voice of business. I think a lot of Again, when you're the chef in the kitchen and you're just trying to keep your business alive, you don't know, you know, the avenues to talk to your elected officials or what's going on that might impact your business. Like House Bill 4072 is going to change the way sales taxes Mm. are potentially processed, which has a huge burden on the small business to change their like point of sale systems in order to properly collect sales tax for the zip code they're selling to. So it changes the city budget. It changes the small business. So, you know, having a pulse on those kinds of things that they may not be skilled or on their radar and just kind of encouraging them, hey, here's an email address. Go ahead and write them and let them, you know, let your elected officials know what impact this is going to have. So, again, several different functions from education, advocacy, and again, ultimately to help grow their business in some way. So what made you come to work for at the chamber? What is what is, what called your attention so much besides uh, being such an amazing salesperson? <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, I have Alex to blame for that. Um, he, yeah, you, he was on your show a couple he weeks ago. He was US in our show. Yes. So again, I was a member of the chamber, running around, doing the ribbon cuttings, attending luncheons, and one day he thought it'd be a bright idea to put a microphone in my hand, <laughs> and I emceed a lunch, and I emceed another lunch, and. Apparently, our organization had a lapse of leadership for about a year and a half, um, and they just had an interim president. So they'd gone through two selection committees, over 70 applicants, and he encouraged me to throw my name in the hat. So I wasn't qualified as the job description was written, um, but they rewrote the position, and it's been great. Uh, It's definitely an underdog story in the making, which is fun. It's challenging. It's definitely grown me a lot, but I love it and, and couldn't be more grateful and more passionate about what I do. When did you take that position? How many years ago? So September of 2019, okay, six months so, before the world shut down. Right. So then how did that impact? How did COVID impact you guys and how you meet and do business and still be able to help the community? Well, uh, it was a very interesting. We already were not in good shape. I think at one point the board had discussed dissolving the organization prior to hiring me. So we already needed to pivot and innovate and become relevant for, you know, the new business model. So in some kind of ways, you know, I'm a, I'm a find the silver lining kind of person. And I really think that, you know, it positively impacted us and, and allowed us to f- sometimes you can change organizationally can be really slow. Mm-hmm. This allowed for a real rapid shift. Um, we were able to a- finish 2020 profitable. 
That's um, awesome. Yeah. And again, for a small organization that wasn't in good shape, we've really overcome. And I think that we figured out how to be relevant. Mm-hmm. And we did Zoom meetings for a bit. But, you know, we're member supported. Some some chambers work very closely with the city. We have a contract for services, but we're our nonprofit uh, business. And so in being member supported, we a lot of our members were hurting. But um, I think, you know, they still saw the passion that we had and they were like, hey, we need new ways to do business. And they requested that we start having luncheons again. So we started back in the fall. Awesome. Um, I think long before most others were, but you know, we've got great outdoor parklets built onto many of our restaurants from the city. So we found ways to just navigate around it to go spacious places. But again, the members wanted to meet. And so we said, Hey, Texans want to do business. We're going to honor that. That's awesome. Grace, and how do you think that the small business owners are doing now? Because we are basically. I believe 100% open and things are getting back to to normal. Do you think that 2021 will be enough to, I'm not going to say uh, to erase everything that happened during COVID, but do you think that this year will be enough for the small business owners to be able to go back on track? I'm optimistic that that overall we should see survival rates of business going back up. Um, again, are we out of the woods? No, I'm, I, I don't think so. I don't want to, you know, be naive. I know that I, I've sat with a lot of businesses who, you know, the struggle has hit really hard and, you know, they might start seeing an uptick in revenue and, and profits, but, you know, it does also take a toll mentally and emotionally on, on the business owners. And um, so, I, yeah, I think it's still good, but I I think that they're still shaking, um, you know, to, to persevere through. People are tired and winded. And so while things might be picking up, they're still battling that that COVID fatigue of, of the last year. And so, you know, it depends on, I think, how rapidly they see a bounce back is going to be what kind of boosts the morale and the energy to keep going. So real quick question, Grace, for your position that it was created for you, Can you tell us a little bit how you uh, operate? What do you do with the chamber? What are the items that you actually work with? And how do you approach, like me, that, you know, you want me to become a member? Tell, tell us a little bit about all that. Well, really, I think it's more of a discovery process. When I came on board uh, a year and a half ago, I met with all the different stakeholders. And, and I'm just a person who asks a lot of questions. And I really want, you know, a small business owner works hard for their dollars. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know you know, what are their needs and what, what are they trying to accomplish for the chamber? And we may or may not be a great fit. Um, so, you know, again, I know I have a more hardcore sales background, as you mentioned earlier, but really it's a, it's more of a, is this a viable solution for you, right? Part of what a chamber does, we, an extension of your marketing arm. Um, like I said, we're an extension of legislative advocacy and for people who just want to invest in the community, you know, we just, we're in the middle of this program. It's one of my passion projects. It's called our workforce boot camp. It's for graduating high school seniors. So giving them professional skills, soft skills, a huge portion of that program is emotional intelligence uh, so that they can quickly integrate into the workforce. And a lot of small business owners right now, you know, to the tune of answering more of your question, V, was they're struggling to hire. There are yeah. positions open, but there's a shortage in, in workforce uh, in some capacity. And so it's we, we want to help equip and, and integrate those young people as quickly as possible, which will also serve our businesses because mm-hmm. they need help um, now that they're ready to hire, now that they can hire and things are picking up. 
So again, it's just kind of identifying what are your needs? Is it growing market share? Is it reducing expenses, growing revenue, mm-hmm. right? Somehow this translates into prof- profitability. So finding those places that we can serve or support uh, is very unique and, and somewhat catered to each business. I was reading yesterday that two states already cut the unemployment benefits because they need people to go back to work. So let's well, see what's next. One other thing that I noticed is that you do have um, you you have partners like in the SBA uh, SBA company. So do you do classes? Do you have classes for uh, for people that can come in and learn some of the pro- the programs that are available for the small business? And the, and the large businesses also? It, yes. Well, pre-COVID, we had a SCORE mentor who was available in our office, I think weekly, at least a couple times a month or on an appointment basis. Uh, so we are working on getting a new SCORE mentor, you know, connected to our office uh, in that change of transition. So, it, yes, we do work to support the SBA to promote the programs that are going on and available to businesses. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll have more classes and educational components from them as we do begin to gather and have the facilities and the space and the interest. So uh, for you in the, being in the far in, in the chamber of commerce, how, what do you recommend this? Let me, let me just tell you something. Everybody says, how much is the membership? So we're going to talk about pricing. I don't like to pay for memberships. I feel like they need to pay me to become a member. Okay. But I am a member. So what do you tell the person, the, the client, like, I want to, what, what are you offering me by paying you for a membership? Can I step in? Can we yeah. talk about that for the next segment? Because I, I feel that like that great, is, yes, I feel like subject. that's a great yes. thing to touch on. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Alexander and Friends. We're here with Miss Grace Speece. She is the executive director for the Farmers Branch Chamber of Commerce. She's giving us some great information. And if you're a small business owner, this is a great opportunity for you to maybe recognize that there is a Chamber of Commerce potentially in your area. And this can give you some information. If you're looking to join Farmers Branch Chamber of Commerce, where can people get more information? Farmersbranchchamber.org. We also have a beautiful new website. So check it out. Awesome. Our question about cost, benefit, value, why someone should pay to be a member of the Farmers Branch. So it, again, really just depends on what they're looking out of it, but it's an investment in your local community. Mm-hmm. Our four pillars of programming are small business programs, again, the networking luncheons, ribbon cuttings, you get listed on our website, works and is an extension of your marketing budget. We also do the legislative advocacy, so you know you have someone who's being a voice uh, to your elected officials, both at the city, county, and state level. We uh, do the workforce development program, again, equipping the next generation of our future leaders of our workforce. And then our fourth pillar is our C-suite programming, which is for C-level executives, CEO, CTO, CIO. We have a lot of platinum members who, again, large businesses, people in different you know, organizational structures have different needs than the small business does. So as an investment, every dollar, almost, I'm trying to think, 90% of the people we do business with are here local and farmers branch as an organization. So, right, we have, we're doing business with our own members. And again, it's, it's going back into the local community and every, pretty much every penny stays right here, supports small businesses and all of these other programs that, again, if you're looking for to increase transactions and revenue and profitability, there's that option. But no matter what, every dollar is supporting the workforce. And if you're just tuning in, we are back with Executive Director of the Farmers Branch Chamber of Commerce, Ms. Grace Spies. 
Thank you so much for joining us. And I think you bring up a good point. I think sometimes people forget the other part of doing business, and that's the relationship building, right? And I think that the Chamber of Commerce um, is a great place to establish those relationships because you meet once a week, right? Um, oh. Is that is that what you guys do? Roughly, but we have a whole bunch of different things going on. So, yeah, you can plug and play somewhere with our chamber almost so the, every week. Like you were mentioning, the socials and the luncheons and ribbon cuttings, things like that. And I think that that's the best way to do business is be able to see people outside of just a very rigid business setting, be able to interact with them comfortably be able to talk personally and professionally and build that trusting relationship where you feel comfortable passing business and referring them to other people. Um, that's what I really enjoyed about, you know, the chamber that we're part of in Allen. And um, it sounds like there's, you know, amazing opportunities in Farmers Branch. And I know we were talking about people that are wanting to get plugged in. You don't have to be a resident of Farmers Branch. You you can just reach out to you via the Farmers Branch website and, obtain some questions about how to become a member. It sounds like it's pretty easy. It is pretty easy. Yeah, we have members who are all over the DFW area. One of our members is even in Allen, and she's a part of our chamber simply because we're a chamber that prays. Um, So, right, like it it really just kind of depends on what people are looking for. But yes, just like you said, no matter where you are, it's good to support your local chamber Mm -hmm. of commerce. We do. Some people are just looking for the networking, the relationship building, the opportunity to promote their business. We have a ton of that. Um, and again, re- business is really going relational. I think, too, that it's important to mention that it's not it's not to have the mentality that, hey, I'm going to go and sign up for the Chamber of Commerce and I'm mm-hmm. going to get all this business. Mm-hmm. And I think that people have a misconception about how these relationships work. And it's important to know that you need to go into it having the mentality of like a giver's gain, right? What can you bring to the group, right? And what your connections can bring to the group and how you can help others. Because I see that's where the people that have that mentality thrive in their business. They, they, they have that, I guess, magnetic feel where people just want to help them because of how much they're helping other people. And so um, you seem to be a great advocate just for your organization. And, and I think that that's, it starts from the top, right? It'd be able, it, it sounds like you are wanting to help everybody that is a part of that. And that's, that's amazing. Well, and I think she's also looking for success in leadership because mm-hmm. you have to have leadership in that type of business. Do you, um, do you work together with the economic, uh, economic development section of, of the city of Farmers Ranch with the, with the um, city? We do. Allison and Amy are phenomenal. Uh, we, that's part of our contract for services is okay. to support the economic okay. development team. Um, again, they, they do a lot to recruit businesses, and then part of our job is can just to help facilitate the business activities that develops that professional network. And, and thank you for bringing that up, Courtney, um, that, you know, I mean, and something that is a differentiator for our organization is we are like family. Mm-hmm. It's people are givers in our community. I have people who have been, you know, members of different chambers all over the Metroplex, and some of the feedback over the years, year and a half that I've received is that we're the most friendly, we're very welcoming. Uh, I know that some chambers you can get lost when they're when they're large. We are a smaller organization. But I think that that, again, if you have a flat tire, you have someone you can call right. who will come and help change your tire on the side of the road. Um, you know, so I think that it's those added benefits, Personal benefits, the, right? The culture It's having a professional community. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want more referrals. Yes, you want more business. But it's also having those people that when you're having a hard day and you want to throw in the towel they get or you've back. got a challenge or the fire marshal shows up <laughs> and says, hey, you need to fix that. You have someone who will run to the hardware store and help you get it straightened out. So Excellent. it's those added personal touches that I think make community. Mm-hmm. And 
What's coming, Grace? Uh, what we have on the next few weeks or few months that you think that uh, our listeners should know about and maybe participate, reach out to you? What's coming next? Absolutely. So I'm going to just brag a little bit. We just had our golf tournament on Monday. So that was a huge success. And we that's our second tournament post-COVID. We were one of the first chambers in the country to resume having golf tournaments. So uh, we're excited. The back half of the year, we're looking at a clay shoot as well as an awards banquet. We had a business expo in April. We had 42 businesses there. This was right after, you know, Governor Abbott lifted all the mandates and the orders. And it was a huge success. So we're looking at having an even bigger and better business expo in the fall. Let me ask you one more question because I like the economic development. I'm always looking at what's, what's next. What makes you think that, why do companies choose Farmers Branch to come and open their business there? What, what, what is, what's the reason? Our number one selling factor, I believe, is our location, mm -hmm. right? We have these, uh, your, our borders include the Dallas North Tollway, 635, 35, George Bush. So you can access the entire Metroplex. You're 20 minutes from both airports. And we are a very business friendly city. Uh, since we are so heavily corporate from a city budget standpoint, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we do have, you know, more tax benefits, things like that. So we do a lot to support our employers, right? Not everybody gets an incentive to relocate to Farmer's Branch, but they are doing some neat things and throwing out some incentives uh, in order to help renovate the businesses and, and support the area. And for example, like our city suspended um, or rescinded a order about signage. So when over this last year, when small businesses were hurting, they wanted to be able to like put out signs mm -hmm, on the side of the road so mm -hmm. that people would know that they were open. Because, right, you kind of got to scratching mm -hmm. your head like, is this still here? And so they just said, hey, if you want to put feather flags or, you know, the little H stand signs like you have at golf tournaments, they said, hey, do what you need to. Right now we're focused on supporting business. That's awesome. I am so glad because I, I know that it's very difficult because even for us, for realtors, it was hard for to put signs out on the street and things like that. So. I'm so glad they did that. So what do you th what what do you see the biggest company coming next? The From biggest company coming next. I I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've I just try to have my stuff on the radar so that when Elon Musk or the next <laughs> Amazon okay. is shopping, yeah. uh, that you know, that they will definitely check out our chamber, check out our city and give us the opportunity to earn that business. Considering that we're mostly developed, you, we're not gonna see a lot of new development. Mm -hmm, right. Um so You're landlocked. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing a big invigoration, you know, just within the last year and a half, two years, we gained a fortune 200 company tenant healthcare. Yes. Uh, they bought an entire building on the east side. So we have a lot of corporate hubs. And so I, I would imagine, you know, it could be anything in, in tech sector, biomed. And we do have some banking guidestone recently relocated to farmers branch. So there's a, a definitely a positive uptick in in quality businesses. And Let's what a Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What about the companies or the small businesses that didn't survive COVID and there's empty spaces? Mm. Are you seeing that a lot in Farmer's Branch? And I think of like the small restaurants and the, the, the delis and things like that that supported all of those people that were coming to work every day and needing to get their food. I mean, are you seeing empty storefronts? Is it something where these would be good opportunities for maybe people to revamp or restart or move in to try and take over those spaces? Absolutely. We do have some vacancies, you know, I, I've cried out back as people were packing up last year and, you know, really went through it with a lot of our members and our businesses. But, you know, one restaurant shop has already been refilled and is back open for business awesome. under a new name. So I think that there's is definitely opportunity. 
our east side, they're making like a Bishop Arts or D mm. Bell and they're oh, trying to make cool. it a, mm-hmm. a destination with some outdoor art, adding some wine or tapas bars. Uh, some things to kind of. Did you say topless bars? No, not topless. <laughs> it sounded like topless. <laughs> Farmers Branch topless. Still, topless. Yeah. topless. Um, so yeah, you know, bringing in music, appealing to that younger crowd. Now that we have more luxury apartments that have been been built in the last couple of years, we're definitely seeing a shift in having more young professionals, young executives. So I imagine that right, we're going to get some of that to follow. You know, may migrate down from Addison or MacArthur, but we're trying to carve out our own share of the market for the young people here in Farmers Branch. And one thing that I noticed is Farmers Branch is moving six uh, to the um, uh, west towards the airport. Is that Mercedes? The Mercedes is it called the Mercedes uh, Center? Mercer Crossing. Oh, Mercer Crossing. Mm-hmm. Amazing what yes. has happened there. Yes, the homes are now. Half a million all the way up, which you would have never expected that in the Farmers Branch area, honestly. Yeah, not that long ago. It was still just vacant, undeveloped land. Undeveloped land. It's Luna Road area, Mm -hmm. that's what I think. But it's beautiful. The house is there. You know, I've driven a couple people through there. One lady from my church who was house shopping, and she's like, wow, you would never know that these houses were in Farmers Branch. You know, it's not necessarily what it's known for. but Farmers Branch, yes. We now have neighborhoods that look like the rest of the Metroplex. It's fun. Yes, yes. Well, we're so glad you're here and, and telling us all about Farmer's Branch because I live in Farmer's Branch now. Mm-hmm. At least for now. <laughs> At least for now, yeah. Who right. knows tomorrow? And if I want to join the the chamber or someone that is listening to us, where can they find the information? We are going to post on our Facebook page, but where can they find? Our How, website, they call? really, it's new, it's innovative, easy to navigate, farmersbranchchamber.org. So it's pretty simple, and I always encourage someone, feel free to reach out to us directly would love to meet, have a cup of coffee and really just talk about, you know, I'm really others focused and focus on their businesses and how we can serve and support. I do really want to see like <laughs> I'm very passionate about this, but I don't want to see another business close. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm really passionate that if a business is hurting right now, like we're here to serve and support first. If we can earn their membership, great. But, you know, it's a privilege to get those dollars from mm-hmm. someone. And so right now, if they need help reach out. We will help you. We will do what we can to support you, to connect you to the right people. And again, whether or not someone's a member of the chamber, we want to see every business, you know, not just survive from this point on, but really begin to thrive and prosper again. Excellent. Do you actively go out and visit the member, the uh, companies? Oh, yes. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm roaming town all the time with goodie bags. And Courtney, what do you think about all the information that Grace has given us? I love it. I love it. I just you you are obviously are very passionate about your job. You get a little choked up there at the end. <laughs> and so I love that. And I think if if there's anybody out there that wants an advocate in their corner for trying to to do something new and trying to get out there and finally taking that leap forward to establish your business. Farmers Branch seems like an amazing place that would have amazing support and resources. So I love that. I really you did good. Another great guest by Miss Alexandra. I think there are guests because <laughs> Alexander and Friends is about the community, about love, faith, wealth, you know, and knowledge is power. And that's what the chambers bring to us. Yes. The chamber brings, you know, I'm I'm very active in my business. I'm very passionate like you are I, in my real estate, in my uh, consulting. And I think it's very important to, I go to a lot of the events. I, I love the um, breakfast, the morning breakfast that you have. My husband passed away just not too long ago, so I've been a little bit mellow in the area but i start i'm going to the jefes that that is a fun thing i want to see all the latinos and that's there. but you, you know, know she has a tag that i was gonna just La say Hefa. this 
<laughs> I was yes. just going to tell the story. My husband had got me my name tag for our photo booth company. It said La Jefa. And I was just like, you're calling me a, the cow? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, that means the boss. All right. I yeah. get it now. I get it. And then you have that uh, Friday networking and you have all these little events, which are very powerful because mm-hmm. when people show up, they're strangers. And then they get there and they're shaking hands. And the next thing you know, you're having a conversation with them. And my business is about business. Well, we can actually talk about that because this is something that I feel like people maybe shy away from because of the fear or anxiety that going to a new place with new people and and not knowing what to say. And I think it's important to remember that the people that are there were all in that similar situation and they didn't know anybody at one point. And so it's important for your business and also just for, you know, we've talked about mental health and relationships and connections. Sometimes you don't know that your new best friend is going to be there or the next person that's going to get you into your next chapter could be at one of those meetings. And it's important to open your mouth and to have conversations because those relationships potentially could be out there and you never know it if you're off in the corner, just kind of hanging to yourself. And so I think that that's important. And and having those small type opportunities like the things that you had mentioned, um, you know, those are great places to start and build your confidence to be able to get up in front of a, a population of people you don't know and and start your next chapter. Next I think chapter. that that's important. So, well, it's like you and I and, and B, we go somewhere. We're independent. Yeah. We're we're small business owners, mm-hmm. and the only way we can communicate is with other companies. You know, when you walk in somewhere, shake the hand and tell them who you are, and that's where you find the business because mm-hmm. that's how I find my business. I don't do anything else but constantly advertise my business right oh, and great uh relationship and friendship me and courtney we met at a network group mm-hmm. and that's how we develop our friendship of course you're never going to be friend of everybody that's right there but, but you are going to find those people that it's a niche you help yeah. you it's a niche well yeah, and it's just true. you know her and i v and i have a relationship that maybe is more on a personal level than mm-hmm. i would have with the att guy that i know but can I call him up and say, hey, I have this issue because I know in talking with him on my one on ones that he's dabbles in the stock market or he's got some information about something that has nothing to do with ADT. And it's just conversation where we can kind of banter back and forth. And, you know, he may have a resource to another um, opportunity that I would never even know about. So I think it's just, you know, we I think. Uh, Anybody that ever met any of us would say we've never met a stranger. We enjoy chatting and getting to know people, but it sometimes can be intimidating for all of us, you know, having to know that you've got to go in and try to um, maybe pull out of somebody some information or try to help them. And so I think the three of us take that sometimes personally to be able to do Mm -hmm. that and know that we know that you have more to offer. So pretty much what we're trying to say is. You should reach out to Alexander and friends if you are looking to be connected with somebody and need some resources. And then we can connect you to Miss Grace and see this is what we do. We are connectors. We're connectors. Yes, yes, yes. Grace, we'll, let me ask you a question. If I have a company and I'm your member and I want to have a um, an event at the, at the chamber, uh, like a class or I want to instruct, let's say that I want to have talk about insurance and have a group come in. Are you are you able to hold something like that? Or classes and events? Yes, we can help facilitate something like that. Our office space doesn't currently allow for uh, large groups of people in it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. We can help connect you to a place, a location or, you know, again, we, we definitely have people teach classes via Zoom. 
We have all kinds of educational forums. So the, the options are, are definitely are there. Definitely there. I always like to know where you can get a free room to work with, you know. <laughs> free is, is just a special. Did you feel that the whole Zoom transition, I think we're all kind of thrown into that, right? I mean, we had all dabbled a little bit in Zoom and had some meetings here and there. But, you know, our life shut down and everything was on the computer. And I love it now. I love it. You do? I, I mean, I, I love... Well, and I love the fact that sometimes you can't make something because you physically cannot drive your car and get there to be able to connect with that person. And I love now that there's additional ways and alternative methods to be able to meet and connect with people. It's not my it's not my favorite, but I love that we have that opportunity now. And I think that's one of the positive that has come out of, you know, all the covid shutdown and things like that is we have it's kind of forced me to be a little bit more technologically savvy when I had no clue what I was doing. I, I couldn't figure out any of that. And so that's been really good for me and my business. And it's been helpful to be able to connect with people that, you know, are still practicing COVID guidelines. Right. And and they still want to do business. And it's good to have that to be able to help them and and be able to, you know. But I, I think you need to just think about your life. You are super busy. You have kids, you have schedules. And so. Zoom help you a lot, but we also need to think about that person who is her and the husband or just her by herself and she likes to to go out. That is when she can go out Mm -hmm. and talk to people and meet people. So I think that the biggest challenge this year, in my opinion, will be to find a balance Mm -hmm. between those that want to stay home and want to use the technology because they need to or because they they just feel safe or just because of time and those that are ready to go out. So we have seen things happen because of this conflict about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to do online. I want to be in person. So I believe that the biggest challenge for 2021, it's going to be how to find a balance. Mm-hmm. And you're so correct because you, you know, to me, being on Zoom is like tying me. To I a, don't like to it. Rope. I don't like it. Um as a matter of fact, I tried to join Zoom on the Wednesday at eight o'clock. And this was this was last Wednesday, just not Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. They have a meeting every Wednesday morning mm-hmm. on Zoom. I said every every Wednesday, right? We just changed it. It'll now be a second and fourth Wednesdays for an hour instead for an of hour. just a half hour. So mm-hmm. I could is see it in person and Zoom or it's strictly Zoom? That one is strictly Zoom. Oh, okay. Zoom. It's at open. 8 o'clock. And Alex starts it. It's really a, a, amazing, but I couldn't figure out, you know. I couldn't figure out what I was doing. <laughs> I like to be in person. I like to meet you and I like to, but I understand the younger people like Zoom. The younger people like to, you know, like you probably like those things. I can't, I can't do business. I, I try. It's, it's definitely like you said, V it's, it's a balance. You know, we kind of felt like, especially later in 2020, even at the beginning of 21, that people are zoomed out. People were having more meetings on zoom than like they ever had in person. Yeah. And so again, it's, it's great that you can have 31 hour meetings and you don't have the migration time from location to location, but there was also so much being offered mm-hmm. that it really saturated the market and overwhelmed a lot of people. And, you know, if people are there and their cameras aren't on, I really, you know, I don't know why people do that. Turn your camera on. I think it feels like they're working, but you can still handle emails. <laughs> but, you know, and half I want to see engaged. your face. Well, so I, that's kind of my issue with it is it's just yeah. it, really where is engagement with that? Yeah. You can. And sometimes the bigger the Zoom meeting gets, it's great to have 50 people at any event in person or on Zoom. But if people aren't engaged and it's mm-hmm. not valuable, 
then yeah. you could have a bunch of stuff well, and it's just not. I miss the handshake. I miss the hug. Yes. I'm a Brazilian, so yes. I hug everybody. So. <laughs> Me too. I mean, yeah. I, I love to be able to hold yeah, the person. Yeah, and feel, and, you know, and, and, feel and know and, that the relationship. Yeah. We're from Boston. We're not big huggers. Okay? Yeah, I'm a Jewish girl. I like, <laughs> yeah. I like to hug and have a big bread and enjoy each other. Is your is the chamber open now for people to come in and out or or not? Yes, we are, we're on limited staffing. I am bringing on an intern and maybe another potential candidate here shortly, but... Uh, we do ask for appointments still right Absolutely. now because I'm out a lot in the community, checking on people, checking in on social. So, uh, you know, but- there's something I do with my clients. I usually stop at the chamber and pick up information, the booklet, the, all the businesses available, and I'll put them in my packet when I do a presentation. I've been going to Metrocrest. I pick them up there. Have to start going over to uh, the farmer's branch because that's what I do with my clients. When I sell a home, if I'm in Allen, I go to the chamber in Allen, pick up all the packet. You'd see me on there. I'm in the uh, welcome book. Oh, well, I don't go through mm-hmm. the on book. The cover. I just, I just it's pick on it the up. cover. Oh, it's on the cover. Yeah, it's on the cover. We're on the parking garages. There's pictures of me and Clint. We had done a photo shoot for Ooh. the city of Allen. Big time. Just Big telling time. you. Just, we're, we're, it's, you know, you just <laughs> never know who you're going to meet. Another star, you know. So, well, we're, we really are happy to be for you to be here, Grace. Thank you it's so been much, a great Grace. experience. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Thank so hopefully thank you, thank that you. we get to see you again. Yes, and thank you, ladies. I hope you invite us all. Well, invite us free, you know, to come over <laughs> and spend some time on. And, you know, I like I love the word free. It's very freedom is wonderful. So <laughs> well, thank you ladies, for being here. We are getting to the end of our show. Yes. And what's what we have this week going on, Alexandra? What do a you lot, have? A lot of a things lot. going Work on. I'm getting study. ready to do a break a, a break of ground on a uh, nine, eight or nine townhomes, and I'm going to be one of the partners on it, so I'm really excited about that. And um, Congratulations a move, for that. Hopefully to something else on the home. I don't know what I'm going to do, but life has to go, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and keep it going. So what about you? I'm still working, 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 trying oh, to finish too. this. What, yeah, this is what we do. So it's mid of the year and trying to plan summer and school is going to be over in two weeks. So oh my gosh, we will survive. How about you, Courtney? Same. It's always the same. Work, school, family stuff. That's right. Yes. That's what life is all about. How about you, Miss Grace? What are you planning on doing for the chamber and when do we get to see you again? Oh, I'm always around town. So uh, you can see me anytime. We can snag a coffee. And then, yeah, I'm looking forward to summer. I'm from Florida, so warmer weather and long walks with the dog and paddle boarding and all the fun things that summer brings. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Please uh, reach out to Grace Spees at the Farmer's Branch Chamber and give her a call personally. She'll come and visit with you. This is Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer and Courtney and V and myself welcome you to our show. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, Texas, and... Thank you for visiting. We are going to see you all next week. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.